All right, guys. So I know most people did not vote on Tuesday, but we did have an election. One of those not even midterm year elections that no one votes in. I voted. I hope everyone here voted. Um, but if you weren't involved in a contentious election, it might not have even been reasonable for you to vote. But there were a couple big ones. And for the big ones, Democrats almost swept. And most of it was due to abortion. Um, the abortion topic, we've said this on the show before. I know this is a big thing that, you know, especially several of the, the women who appear on the show have said that, like, we believe that the, you know, the, the ending of Roe v. Wade would just blue wave all the way until Republicans stop doing it. And if 2023 is any indication, that is what it's going to be like in Ohio the Ohio, a red state, you know, has been predominantly red for a while now. They just put abortion rights into their constitution through a statewide ballot. Um, we saw Democrat Daniel McCaffrey win a Supreme Court seat in my home state of Pennsylvania, um, basically running on on abortion. Like he just said it like, yeah, th th this was basically my main talking point with a little bit of, you know, the, the election denialism um, being fought against as well. Um, we had uh, Andy Bashar wins governor of Kentucky, um, Kentucky, the Mitch McConnell state. We have a Democrat governor still. And again, the cornerstone of his campaign was let's not let the Republicans take away our abortion rights. Um, we saw just across the only really big loss we had was in Mississippi um, and, you know, Mississippi. So like if you, that is a pretty clean sweep for the Democrats. So I think that this is a very good sign for Democrats overall heading into 2024. Um, EK, I'll start with you. What what did you take away from the election results on Tuesday? So like we got something that we rarely see, which is a single issue vote sort of thing that mm -hmm. affects the entire country as opposed to just one particular state or one particular constituency. Like, um, and what was it? Uh, was it 2016 or 20? But remember when fracking was like the big thing and all, mm -hmm. the, all the news stories were about fracking. Oh, well, you know, the people with such and such, like, they, they care about fracking. This is going to disenfranchise the voters if we get, you know, too harsh on this environmental thing. Like one state, one state. This is like every state. Like there are people with uteruses in every single state that like want to have their rights protected. And you see that happening. Got hose in every area code. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, you know, the like the Republicans have painted themselves into that corner. You know, they have, you know, they had all that grassroots support. Like they primaried each other and elected the more extreme person every single time to where like the the candidate that you see like running on the republican ticket has to you know support uh removing abortion rights for people and now it's like coming right back to body they have nothing like they they have nothing they're not going to win on any sort of economic issues because they support too much corporate interest you know they like all they had was the base of people that would turn out for every single election the midterms the elections that nobody knew about like and vote for republicans to come into office because 
of their particular stance on that one issue. And now that everybody is like, oh, 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 no, 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 we're not having this anymore. Like, are the people that were sleeping and unbeknownst to them, like the whole operation was happening to like completely shift the country over to like the situation that we're in right now with an extremely conservative Supreme Court with people's rights getting taken away all the time. Like they, they have... Like they they accomplish their goal and it's gonna destroy you know their their whole world. So that is what I'm seeing like mainly with this whole election thing. Or what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I 100 agree. Uh, you know, obviously, abortion has been a flashpoint uh, issue that has really just been the Republicans in the ass. I don't think they thought about this strategically when they overturned Roe v. Wade because the people overturning Roe v. Wade didn't have to deal with elections. They were on Supreme Court. Uh, so they weren't going to have to deal with the political backlash here. Uh, and, you know, obviously, you know, we, we see what's happening. A lot of Republicans on the night of the election were saying, well, you know, a year from now, uh, no one's going to care about abortion. We'll, we'll be able to bring them back to our side. And it's like, yeah, no, it was over a year ago when you overturned Roe v. Wade, and it's still a major issue now. So it, I don't think this is going to go away. I mean, women are going to still be getting pregnant a year from now, this is not going to go away. Uh, and I think obviously it's a great thing for Democrats because they've been pretty united on this issue. They've been able to use it uh, repeatedly, as we've seen in red states. We've, we've seen like, you know, in, in Ohio last year, Kentucky and Kansas, uh, people, women in red states are saying, hey, I might be a conservative, but I don't want the government telling me what to do with my body. And that, and that is uh, leading to a, a whole lot of losses for Republicans. Uh, one thing that I will mention that I think is interesting and I'm not sure if a lot of people pay attention to do this. And it really, there's only one election that closes. But for me, outside of just abortion, uh, one thing that I saw at the election results last night was uh, actually a loss and a failure to really push Black conservatives. So in Kentucky, for example, um, obviously, you know, Andy Beshear was, uh, was the incumbent. But he was running against the Attorney General, uh, Daniel Cameron. And now Daniel Cameron was Black Republican. And his most famous thing that he was known for was being the attorney general who decided not to prosecute the cops who killed Breonna Taylor uh, in Kentucky back in 2020. So he was already a pretty, you know, wildly vilified uh, individual throughout most of the country by activists who were pushing for those cops to be prosecuted for their crime. Um, so he ran on this weird platform of being like angry about COVID-19 policies. And that was his like whole thing was like, you know, he, the, the governor went too far with COVID-19. So you got to elect me. I won't go that far. It's like, bro, the pandemic's been over with for like two years now. Like you're not, <laughs> you guys are not going to be able to keep using this as an issue. Women are still getting pregnant though. And that's always going to keep happening. And so he, he lost based off of that. But what the reason why I related to the black conservatism thing is that it's interesting because on the same night, we saw victories for black progressives. We saw Rhode Island elect their first ever African-American to represent them in Congress. We saw Philadelphia elect their first ever black female mayor. So Republicans have been trying to make these weird inroads with African-American voters uh, using people like Kanye West and things like that for, for a long time now, for the last few years really. And it's not working at all. Like it's, it's just complete failure. And it's a failure on two fronts. One, they can't get African-Americans to vote for them. Like that's the, that's the main reason why it's a failure. But two, they can't get white nationalists to vote for the black candidates they're running. Uh, and and it's just like, it's kind of like go back to the Ben Carson example. When Ben Carson ran in 2016, I knew so many people, I lived in Alabama at the time, who loved Ben Carson, absolutely adored him, thought he was great, they had his bumper stickers. But when Trump entered the race, it was like, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's kind of like when your mom is like, you know, hey, we want conservatism. It's like, we got conservatism at home. Conservatism at home was Ben Carson, <laughs> but the conservatism they wanted was Donald Trump. And, and when, when the real thing presents itself, they go for it every single time. And, and as you've seen, 
you know, whether it's whether it's Larry Elder in California, whether it's Alan West down in Florida, whether it's Daniel Cameron in Kentucky, uh, the black conservatives are not able to to get black people to vote for them, and they're not able to get a lot of white nationalists to come out and support them either. And so, and Herschel Walker in Georgia is another good example. So that was just one interesting thing that I didn't see a lot of pundits talking about that I felt was very interesting about the results last night or two nights ago, whenever it happened. To be fair to the white nationalists in Georgia. Herschel Walker was just a dumbass candidate. It might not have been the racism. But... <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it's a combination, definitely. I think I'd be saying to be fair to the white nationalists, but no, 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 no. Listen, Brandon. listen. Uh, Herschel Walker verified everything they thought about. Like, oh, you're right the whole time. Like, look at this. Like, this is this is the best they got to, uh, put forward. But Herschel Walker is so funny. I it was. I mean, anyway, Herschel Walker. Do you, I don't know if you guys remember this, but he plagiarized a story that John Lewis said. You remember this, Corey? And yeah. so for those of you who are unfamiliar with the story, uh, John Lewis, uh, you know, civil rights activist from the 60s uh, and uh, legend in American politics. He told the story about uh, a Klansman coming up to him, a former Klansman, and said, hey, I want to let you know that, you know, I was a member of the KKK back in the 60s. And by observing your work and listening to what you said, I've actually changed my mind and I've come around. And Herschel Walker, you know, plagiarized the story word for word. And I was listening to it and I was like, okay, what positions does per does Herschel Walker hold that a Klansman would need to change his mind on? Like, like what? <laughs> I mean, like every position <laughs> that Herschel Walker holds, I guarantee check 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 the the clansman would, would would be for you know uh the only real problem with racism is racism against white people we need to have uh you know soldiers on the southern border uh queer people are taking over our schools the liberals and the communists are coming it's the same shit herschel walker so like the story doesn't even make sense from his respect of uh, his perspective but uh the abortion thing is just Corey, you were talking about how, you know, it's really funny. I, whenever I see conservatives that try to like gin up a lot of uh, support with the anti-COVID stuff, it's like, what, you think another pandemic is going to come down the line any day now and people are going to be terrified? Like, no, no one remembers that shit anymore. But just like Corey said, women's looking pregnant. And what I would say to like more poignantly is that like 12 year old girls are going to get pregnant. And so listen, you can be, you know, like a, honestly, a regular person, not even like an uninformed person. And someone can get you with uh, the propaganda that, you know, Democrats want to, like, are, are scheduling abortions like uh, before a delivery or actually delivering part of the baby and then killing it. Like, fine. But the counter that people are saying, like, 12-year-old girls are getting pregnant and this guy wants to force that 12-year-old girl to have a baby. And and listen, one of those scenarios, one of those scenarios happens way more than the other. Like if you want to even pretend the other one is true. And like people don't want their daughters to go through that. Like there's like no, fuck you. I'm not supporting that. And like the Republicans have really have really shot themselves in the foot of this one. I didn't think. Like I remember actually making fun of conservatives years ago and I avoided that on my face like you guys are so stupid. Like Republicans will never overturn Roe v. Wade. Like they will never do it in a hundred and a thousand years because one, it's a great fundraiser. Like they get a lot of money by villainizing the Democrats, and they know it will be suicide for them to actually do it. But I didn't count on the fact uh, that <clears throat> we've had so much 
of this indoctrination and people being brought up in this like a uh, you know fundamentalist right wing uh, fascism that and we it first started happening when John McCain selected Sarah Palin famously where we had someone who was elevated uh you know from those ranks and then we kept getting more and more you got Mike Huckabee you got Rick Santorum you know we got people just like uh the uh what's the uh, Mike Pence uh Tim Scott and eventually the inmates started running the asylum. Like they were, they were ideologues. They didn't, and, and like you mentioned, John, Supreme Court doesn't have to worry about elections. So like, yeah, we really do believe this. This isn't a political move. And they did it. And the Republicans, like they can't recover from it. They, they just can't. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Corey, you mentioned in a, in a previous video that uh, we released this week that uh, the Democratic Party never listens to their base. They they basically just say, screw you, we're we're gonna do this. And Republicans have the opposite problem. <laughs> Repu- <Yeah. laughs> the GOP listens to the base too much. And <laughs> like you're seeing what would happen when, when the base is so wrong. <laughs> They're just so wrong on what the political climate. And I will admit that, like over here, like where I am on the left. I often think that things might be a little more palatable than than they actually would be in real life. However, with the Republicans on this issue, it's like, yeah, no, you're an idiot. The Democrats and the Republicans were in lockstep on this. They they both loved Roe v. Wade. Like you said, DJ, they could both fundraise on it and never have to do anything about it. It was this magical thing that like it was perfect for 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 the, the bureaucratic government officials who just want to keep their job. And then the Republicans are like, oh, no, we're going to get rid of it. And everywhere, all everyone, all the normal people in Congress are like, you're an idiot. Don't do that. Please, God, don't do that. And then the Supreme Court did it. And now Republicans are suffering the consequences of going too far on this issue because it's not palatable to the American people. Like you said, TJ, there's very few people in America who are voting to force a 12 year old girl to have a baby. And like there are there are plenty of people in America who are like, OK, you know, maybe third trimester abortions we don't want. OK, cool. That's like one percent of all abortions like it's it's just it's not something that happens very often um but then you have the crazies captaining the ship and we're like well we can't go with those people you know and you have a lot of women in conservative households who are voting against conservatives on this one issue that would have always stood with their husbands and 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 voted for for whatever the republican candidate was now they're like oh shit i don't want to have to have a baby and my husband don't like to wrap it and uh this is what I got to do to to, 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 to to make this happen. And it's just going to continue to land. Like, I see no path to victory of you know, Republicans being there able isn't. to win a national election. You know, you know, obviously, they're still going to win seats. But, like, I don't see them taking a trifecta or anything close to or even a majority of, of the trifecta anytime where this is on the ballot. I just don't no. see it happening. The- the Democrats have overperformed the polls by like 10 points in the last three elections. Like it, it, it is, it is solid, like every single time. And yeah, like the only, the only feather in the cap that the Republicans had last night was Mississippi, the, the least educated, the poorest and most racially segregated state in the union. Surprise, surprise. The Republicans are still have control of that. But uh, there is a, there's a, a really great clip I saw. I don't know if you guys follow Decoding Fox News, but she does a lot of really great work. Uh, she put out a montage of how Fox News uh, anchors were trying to spin the loss uh, that the Republicans had 
because the obvious answer is the only answer is that it's Roe v. Wade. It's abortion. And, and uh, so Steve Ducey kept saying that, well, listen, if the Republicans run on the abortion issue, they're going to get their asses kicked. It's happened several times in a row. It's what all the data says. It's what all the exit polls say. It makes fucking sense. And the other anchors kept saying, uh, well, you know, the, the Democrats just seem to raise more money and the Democrats just seem to have better messaging. And the Democrats like, no. And Steve Ducey kept trying to bring it back to the point, but they couldn't say it. And it's like, listen, guys, you're going to have to just admit that this is the case. And it's it's just amazing to watch the Republican. The, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, I think it was after the debate, he did an interview talking, oh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, and they asked him about the abortion issue because it's it's very clear now. I mean, there's no other way to interpret the data. Like the Republicans are getting their clock clean in red states over this abortion thing. And they asked him, so, you know, because he voted, he's, he, he was from, he's from Ohio and he voted against the marijuana legalization thing. And he also voted against the abortion measure. And they asked him like, well, what do you think Republicans should do about the abortion measure? He says, well, I think we need to change our messaging and that we need to provide uh, support for adoption services and uh, increase the culture of men's sexual responsibility, which read two ways to me. And one in that uh, men are going to now have a say over what, uh, you know, a, a woman can get an abortion or not. And, uh, you know, the whole morality thing and, and paying child support. So and she's like, OK, so all that stuff, too. But you're still against abortion. She's like, well, yeah, it's like that's not going to work, man. It's not going to work. Like, it's funny uh, watching them like win gold medals in mental gymnastics trying to fix this because they just can't. Yeah, it's like they they used to all they have right now is the racism. They used to have racism and abortion. Now they just got the racism like ever since ever since uh, Nixon. It's all they got racism and abortion. And if you take away one of those things, I mean, it's not fashionable to be a racist right now. Like it, it, that doesn't go, that doesn't get you too far politically. I mean, like Trump rang all of the races that he could possibly ring out of that sponge in 2016. <laughs> and that got him into the White House. And that's just not, that's not going to play. Like, like it, it's a one trick sort of thing. You can get away with that now. Like, but like you, you took away the other thing that was getting people to the polls. You know, that's why black people like have not turned out for any Republican. I know some conservative ass conservative black people that was just never vote with the Republicans because of the racism. Like that, that's the block right there. So like, and you know, you look at the people that wanted abortion gone, they don't support the policies that, you know, would actually help all of those children that will you know, be forced to be born. Like they, they only care about, you know, the unborn, like, which is everybody has been saying for like forever. They don't care about any of the issues to actually help fix the thing that they don't like happening. So like you have like, so you see like the blue waves coming in to places where it wouldn't normally come in because like they, there's nothing to compel, <laughs> like th there's nothing compelling except for the racism. And, you know, they're going to try to spin it as, you know, oh, well, you know, the immigrants are coming in doing this, that and the other, or, you know, some they talk about like the budget. Nobody cares about the budget. Like literally nobody cares about, about the budget. The budget. <laughs> like, they're going to talk about like, spending war in Ukraine. It was like, yeah, yeah dude, like I don't. I don't, you know, want to see billions of dollars, you know, get, you know, funded to send bombs into Israel or anything like that either. Um, however, 
like that's just money that the government creates that like I never pay extra on my taxes for. So like it, it's literally just racism with that party right now. It's all they have. And I don't know what they do. I don't know what their next step is. Like there's too big of a foothold to, you know, ignore like what they're, you know, what they're trying to do and everything like that. But like they literally took away the ones, the, the, the other attractive thing to get people to turn out. This might be a dated reference at this point, but there's uh, in the Matrix, uh, I believe her name is Switch, the, the the blonde one with the short hair, and she's like, not like that, not like that, <laughs> and it's like the the Republicans are like, yeah, we're going to overturn Roe v. Wade and let st states' rights decide, you know what what this happens. It's just like, no, not like that, <laughs> because we're we're seeing <laughs> Ohio codified abortion in, in, into their constitution, and it's just going to continue to to sweep across the country um and you know democrats might have actually lucked into getting uh getting abortion yep. <laughs> abortion rights codified in the law across the country by just not doing anything like they're really good at so you know that they were, that's... Gonna, they were not gonna do it themselves <laughs> they were not that was um, never gonna happen <laughs> but the funny thing about this like we're, we're all pretty much in agreement that we have probably a blue another blue wave incoming on 2024 based on oh, the yeah. abortion issue but the very interesting thing about that is the top of the ticket is a little bit different. The top of the ticket, Trump is not really anti-abortion. Like everyone knows, like he says it to like appeal to Republicans, but you know, Trump's uh, paid for quite a few abortions in his life and would not like to see that right go away. And he's never, it's never really been a big thing for him. The anti-trans, anti-LGBT thing, it's never really been his cup of tea. And so these, the a lot of these issues that, Republicans are losing on right now, Trump doesn't really symbolize them. And we're seeing some very bad polling numbers coming out of Biden. And I would not be surprised right now if the election played out tomorrow, if you saw a blue wave everywhere, except for maybe the presidency. And I'm not the only one. David Axelrod, you know, former former you know, campaign leader for Barack Obama, tweeted that out the other day that maybe Biden should step down looking at some of the recent numbers. We're going to be talking about that on the next episode of The Left Wing. So if uh, you're interested in ha having that conversation, you know, what the best strategy is for Biden, for Democrats at the top of the ticket right now, uh, make sure you subscribe, hit that bell icon, and we'll have that episode out tomorrow.